Welcome to the Phil Nason Show, brought to you by PlayUp Sportsbook. PlayUp welcomes all bettors and offers the best prices on the market. They are also proud to be an official betting partner of the New Jersey Devils. Check them out online or in the App Store and see for yourself why PlayUp is your best bet. You're listening to a pre-recorded edition of the Phil Nason Show. The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play, and please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. We're here to help you become more profitable at sports betting, and we have a terrific show planned for you today. PlayUp Sportsbook presents the Phil Nason Show. Sign up for an account and find out why PlayUp is always your best bet. That's PlayUp.com. Cash with Flash Best Bets has you covered. Free daily picks, premium betting packages. Head on over Cash with a free pick, sign up for one of our packages, and Cash with Flash. All bets at the Cash with Flash Best Bet site are tracked at the Action app, just so in case you really wondered. And you can find Cash with Flash Best Bets at cashwithflash.com. Don't forget, all picks made on the Phil Nation Show are tracked by Betstamp. Betstamp provides broadcasters and handicappers alike a free platform to track their picks in one easy-to-follow format. They also allow cappers to sell their picks directly from the site. That's betstamp.app. It's time to cue that music. What's up, man? What's going on, my guy? I don't know yet, man. I tell you, it's been an interesting week. And yeah. I, I, a big shout out to you. Thank you. And the Cougars, you're yep. now 7-1. and one. Yes, sir. You came back strong after that loss, Jay. Yeah, man. We, we've won two in a row since that loss. In the words of the great Ric Flair, we're styling and profiling. Styling got, and profiling. Yeah, we got another game on... Uh, we got another game on Saturday, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully we can end go go to Christmas break. Be eight and one, so, eight and one, eight and one, man, eight and one. That's big yeah. money right there, boy. Right, you know, eighth graders, they're fun to coach. Uh, really fun to coach. You're very lucky to be doing what you love to do, and it's mm-hmm. only the beginning for you. That's for sure. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This it means a lot. I already know, you know, I, I knew from day one when you told me you wanted to get back into coaching. Mm-hmm. I, I knew that you would. I've always encouraged you to do that, and I'm glad that you're doing that. And more importantly, those kids are really lucky to have somebody who, A, knows the game, B, knows the game outside the gym. Right. That's important for young people. Yep. That is exactly, that's exactly right, man. They get They get all aspects of life with me, man. All aspects of life, man. I, I teach them how to be gentlemen, teach them how to be young young men. And the things they're going to look out for when they leave me and go to another program. So they already, they already have the heads up. They already have the knowledge. They already know what to do once they uh, once they leave my program and go elsewhere so they'll know, so they'll know exactly what to do. 
And they're getting a great foundation, too. You know, the world's not fair. Eighth grade stars sometimes don't pan out in college and pros, or even in high school, for that matter. So it's really good that they have a coach who also understands that and who can direct them, lead them, and mentor them and show them the right way, man. That's so important. And we're really proud of you here. And you already knew that anyway, but I figure I'd say it one more time. Thank you. Thank I know you so you're much. not proud of my NBA picks this year. <laughs> hey, man, it, it is what it but is. But the football's crushing. Yeah, the football is crushing. Yep, that's it for yeah. that. So anyway, speaking oh. of, how do I put this? The Hawks ain't doing so good. Nah, they're going, I don't know, man. It, it's it's frustrating to watch. I, I'm trying not to get, you know, I'm trying not to get attached to it right, right now yeah. because it's so early in the season. But they got some defensive issues going on, and they need to get it together. <laughs> they just call a spade a spade. They, they need to get it together. The fourth quarter collapses have been mind-boggling. And the, why do you think that is, though? Because I was—I haven't watched all their games like you have. They played a 28 already. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Well, uh, it's a couple of things um, I, can, I can say. Just four-quarter execution for one. Also, the injuries, they don't have a, um, what's the, what am I looking They don't have that, that shot maker, if you will, outside of trade in the fourth quarter. Yeah, Kevin Herter, he, he's pretty good, but they're missing bogey. Yeah. Bogey, yeah. They're, they're missing bogey big time when it comes to shot making and spreading the defense and being that threat. So now you can double team trade and put all the pressure on him and nobody else is breaking the defense. So, now defenses are harder. Um, excuse me. Uh, the offense become harder in the fourth quarter. You can't get easy buckets uh, because Trey is pressing now. Everybody else is pressing, and that's what the issues are coming in at, man. Uh, like I say, the uh, injuries had to Bogey, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Reddish just coming back. It's it is it, it's, it's hurting them as well. The late game execution, man. The defense they're putting up points where they can have a great record in the East. But defensive-wise, it's some issues. It's some issues. Clint Capella, he's not having the year he had last year. John Collins, he's playing all right. He's playing okay. He's playing. He's John Collins. That's, that's basically what he's doing. Right. He's playing He's playing John Collins basketball. And But you need more. I think a trade needs to happen. I think we got two many of the same type of players on the team. It was a great run last year. They, they wanted to run it back. But you seen a quarter way of the season, this ain't happening. No, it ain't working. It ain't working. You know, I was it doing ain't little, working. I was doing a little research today for NBA for future reference. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that Trey Young and Russell Westbrook share the same numbers in one category, and that's turnovers. They're both averaging four point one turnovers per game. Now that that doesn't that seems a bit high for Trey and a little <laughs> bit low for uh my man third row, but is that is that a problem? <laughs> Do you remember that? All those, I used to call, I if for new listeners, I used to who I was probably the biggest critic of the Oklahoma City Thunder, and basically I told you all what Russell Westbrook was when he before he ever was what he is now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. What do you think, though? Do you think that this is an aberration with these four turnovers per game? Because the times that I've seen them, they look pretty. Uh, how do I put the? They come at the wrong time. Yeah, that, that's, and that comes a part of the pressing. 
They need a backup point guard. They need one bad. Right. Too much usage going on with Trey. It's too much. Now, shooting-wise, he's <clears throat> I ain't got his stats in front of me, but he's pretty been – he's been efficient this year offensively. No, and he's, he's been, been okay very – No, 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 no. His numbers are fantastic. He's shooting 38% oh. from downtown. He's shooting mm-hmm. almost ninety percent from the free throw line, which is basically the, what he does, and he's shooting fifty mm-hmm. percent from the field. Yeah, he, he's on pace for a fifty forty ninety deal, but in the fourth quarter, teams are put are trapping, double teaming, and nobody else to be, they don't have anybody else to bail him out of those situations. Uh, Delon Wright, he's not been good. He's not been good at all. Uh, they got him in the three way deal. Remember with Tristan Thompson, mm-hmm. he's not been good at all. A lot of the Hawks fans in these groups and on NBA Twitter, they want to see Sharif Cooper. But Nate McMillan, he's he's in his ways. He got his own way of dealing with things. He's stubborn, and he's not going to play rookies like that. No. So uh, the, the people are clamoring for Sharif. I think Sharif Cooper is another playmaker. But if they is if they want to make a run like they did last year, they going to have to make a trade. Because there's some guys on the team that you can see Father time is caught up with him. Lou uh, Will is Clint one. Capella is one. Clint Capella, Lou Lou Will. See what you can't you can get for Gallinari. Throw his contract in there. And is it, look, all great teams always make fine tweaks to their team. Yes, to make it be better. Slink went out and just pretty much did. We're gonna run it back. Okay, fine. It's not working. What are you gonna do now? What are you going to do next? That's the next question. Is is December? January is right around the corner. Then the trade deadlines in February. If they're still playing five, remember last year they sort of cut it on after the All Star break, but they fired their coach. Yeah, that was. They're not firing the coach this year. Well, let's hope not. Anyway, you said what? I hope not. No, no, I don't think they're going to fire the coach. David Miller's a good coach, but you got look. I, I, as me as a basketball coach. You give me the Jimmys and Joes, I give you the answers and those, okay? <laughs> that, that's what that's why that's my mantra. But something has to give. They gotta get Trey some help in that backcourt. That's just the bottom line. We're wing heavy. And also inside, Clint Capella's getting pushed around. Uh double O is supposed to be coming back. That would be a huge lift because double O gave teams uh fits last year in the playoffs. We got we finally got healthy. But Clint Capella. And uh, he's not bringing that same, that same, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Buzz. Yeah, juice, man. Juice. There we go. He's not bringing that same juice he brought last year. No. I think he's still hurt. I think he's still hurt. Something is lingering. He's not getting his blocks like he got last year. He was like an eraser. He was blocking everything. He was rebounding everything. Not so much this year, man. If he go against somebody bigger than him or athletic than him, we're in the world of hurt. We're in trouble. So it's a it's not issues that cannot that can't be corrected, but they need to be corrected. I don't want to see them going through the motion. They got a big win against Orlando, but at the same time, we see them blow a twenty point lead to the to the Houston Rockets. You know, so right. if they want to, and they haven't beat the Nets yet, they uh that's if they want to be considered the best, that's the team. That's the team. That's one of them, anyway. Yeah, that's one, one of them. Right? They struck. They blew a home lead against the Seventy Sixers. That's another one. You know, you the, the, the blowing a, another game against the Knicks. 
You know, they're blowing these games against teams they're possibly going to see in the postseason. So, um, and also some some teams that made some players available. Um, I don't know what Schlink is going to do. I don't know what he's up to. But I think a trade is going to come soon. And that's pretty much what I got for the Hawks, man. Defense and lack of a backup point guard to bring another uh, playmaker creator to take the pressure off of Trey. Those are the two things I'm seeing. Yeah, those are all great observations. You know, Bogdanovich was a big part of that resurgence. You know, they were in the gutter last year at this time. Mm -hmm. He was a big part of it. He's been injured. I think you're right about Capella. He's been injured. Cam Reddish has missed some games, but when he's played, he's been good. They have seven players averaging double digits. Mm. There's no excuse for the 14-14 and record when you have seven players averaging double digits. You've mm-hmm. got... You've got Capella averaging almost 13 rebounds a game. Collins averaging almost eight. And you need a third rebounder that isn't Trey Young. Right. You know, I get it. You know what I mean, though. I mean, if he's pulling four rebounds a game, there's something not right. And that may be something they need to address and fix. A trade would be great, but gosh, you know, who would they, if it's only for a backup point guard, they could probably just wait until the buyout and right. get somebody there. I mean, the Rondo experiment didn't work last year. Mm-hmm. Delon Wright, you know, he was really good in Dallas when he could fill in for uh, when Dennis Smith was getting hurt. He would jump mm-hmm. right in there, but he right. jumped into anything over in Atlanta. Maybe he's hanging out with Lou Williams too much. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> I think Lou Williams is still terrific at times. Yeah, but they're in trouble. And when you look at them, I wouldn't have thought on December, the whatever day it is, I guess it's the 16th, I would not have thought, Jay, that the Atlanta Hawks would be the ninth seed in the East. Uh, try telling the Hawks, say, hey, that's the same thing we thought. We wouldn't, wouldn't thought we'd be the ninth seed. I thought this would be a top three team, three seed uh, team in the East. But like I say, it's still early. I mean, they still can turn around. But me personally, I'm not comfortable with this roster as it is. Something is going to have to change for them to get it going. Trey's so. having – imagine if, if Trey's putting up MVP numbers, but the record is what's holding that back, okay? they Their lackadaisical on defense is also holding it back. But, um, yeah, something, we can wait for the buyout market, but I think they got to break up something. I'm not sure what it is. But they got to break up something on their team. Who knows? But that's up to Travis Schlank to do, and we'll see if he does it or not. You know, maybe he's, I know he's not afraid to pull the trigger. But mm-hmm. when you think about this in the East, for example, and the Cleveland Cavaliers have the, are the hottest team in the East. They've won five in a row. And that team is balling without Colin Sexton. Mm-hmm. And, and they're playing defense. They bought into the defensive end of the floor. That's what the Hawks yeah. did last year. They bought right. in. And it doesn't appear like they're, they've bought in this time. And maybe Nate's going to have to break a couple clipboards or whatever it takes hey. to motivate them. Hey, I kicked the chair uh, last week. so Bobby Knight. <laughs> I kicked the chair over. And he got them, he got them guys going. So they got to do what he got to do. But you're exactly right about defense is not a skill set. It's a mental want to t- type of thing. Yeah, that mindset has to be there. That's a The fact. mindset got to be there. Okay. Or you got to be afraid, you, or you have to be fear the coach enough 
to go out there and get those shoes squeaking. Right. And I think and also they're playing because of the injuries. They're playing guys who could play defense, but they are also needed on offense and they're not offensive guys. That makes sense. That makes like, a lot they, of sense. They, they need guys like TLC to make shots when he's not an offensive player. If TLC only jobs out to play defense, that's a whole different ball game. But they need TLC to make shots, and he's logging minutes because of the injury. So Trey get double teams, swing it over the hurdle. Who's in the corner wide open? TLC. Yeah. If, if he miss it, here we go. If he make it, great. But you're gonna need. But that's the game. Is and that's what teams are doing to him in the fourth quarter. The ball is going to guys who usually who's not known to be in that type of environment or predicament and they can't get a good shot and uh, kudos to the other coaches for for fighting that for trapping for trapping trade and all of that but something got to change like delon like uh, delon wright is wide open the tlc wide open before he got injured solomon hill's wide open when they're supposed to be a deandre hunter or a bogey you get what i'm saying so oh yeah Yes. I'm going to make a hot take today. You said what? I'm going to do a hot take today. Go ahead. I'm going to make a prediction, Jay. What do you think? We have, we haven't done that together in basketball in a few weeks. Go ahead. I don't think Boston is going to be in the top 10 seats. Ooh. Mm. I just don't see it. They look awful. Yeah. I, mean, I know they've been injured. I know Jalen Brown has been injured. But if Jalen Brown is your best player, you're in big trouble. And, and Jason Tatum... Jason Tatum's a nice player, but he ain't that guy either. And they yeah. don't have a guy in Boston. That's a big problem for them. You know what? Your take, that's not that's not much of a that's not a bad take either, man. From the way it's looking, they have no rebounding. They None. have no defense. They have no inside presence. None. And they're trying to get rid of the only port guard they got on the team. So I think they're about to blow it up in Boston. Well, they're gonna they're have to blow to. it up. You know what? They almost have to blow the whole spot up, though. You, you're, who do you rebuild? If you're, if you're the general manager over there, if you're uh, oh, Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens. Oh yeah, I wanted to say Danny Ainge. He's looking for another job, by the way, Danny Ainge. If you're Brad Stevens, what do you do with the Celtics at this point? You still got some picks in your bag of tricks. It's obvious that the Tatum thing doesn't work out with uh, Jalen Brown. That's pretty obvious, right? And what do you do? Uh, you got to find – see, at the trade deadline, you're going to have to take the best offer for one of them. I think teams want Jalen Brown, but Boston has gone out and denied that they're trading Jalen Brown. But we've talked about this on we, we at, at, at nauseum about they're, they're pretty much the same player. And something got to give with, with those two. They can't play together. We've seen that. We've seen it for the last – Four or five years. Mm-hmm. Tatum got to get his, and Brown got to get his. It's no cohesiveness. None. It's not a. It's not a Trey Clay type of situation going on. Is I'm gonna get mine and you get yours type of situation. You get what I'm saying? They, so, they've blown it in many ways. You know. They, and I like their coach. Their coach is from Popovich and the Spurs. Yeah, he he is. You're right. But at the end of the day, though. They're just not that good, and they're not going to be that good. If you have a no-nonsense coach with a lot of foolishness, that's a bad combination. That's a bad combination. <laughs> Something's got to give. Something's got to give. The rubber got to meet the road, and people got to go. And the I, coach ain't going nowhere. I would get rid of both of them. Mm. 
I would dump them both. I wouldn't care about the rest of the season. I would dump them both. I would load up with picks, and I would rebuild the team that's my team. It's pretty obvious that Brad Stevens, that wasn't his team. Not mm-hmm. that he was going to do anything with them anyway. Right. But but still, you got the same team, different coach, different voice in the locker room, and, and it's still the same team. Right. You know, they just middle. They're 14 and 14, like the Hawks, but the Raptors are coming on. And the Knicks are going to be there too. They've struggled, but that's a lot to do with Evan Fournier and the bad shooting. And of mm-hmm. course, that mistake they made signing Kemba Walker. Mm-hmm. The same mistake that the Boston Celtics made when they signed him. And right. it just looks that way. But I think the Knicks are going to catch in there. I, I think that Indiana, if it were me, I would trade one of those guys to Indiana for Domatis Sabonis. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that you gonna I think in the near future you might have some things circulating because remember the beginning of the season, well, in the offseason, they had interest in Miles Turner, uh Boston did. A lot of so, it. A lot of it. So Miles Turner, Sabonis, because Carlisle, what is going on with Carlisle? I've been reading these reports and these stories about him in Dallas and how toxic he is and how toxic he he, he was against certain players. And and, and it's, now he's going to Indiana and the same thing is happening in Indiana. What is the hell is going on with, with, with Carlisle? But with with the Pacers, man, I, I think if they don't blow it up, I think we're gonna, we may see a huge – Pacers, Celtics, blockbuster trade, if you will, between those two in the uh in the trade deadline. Maybe they'll end up swapping coaches too. <laughs> I mean, think about Rick Carlisle's a no nonsense guy. <clears throat> Dirk Nowitzki thinks of him as his second father. You mm-hmm. know, that's I mean, the guy's done everything he can possibly do. He was an exceptional NBA player and mm-hmm. he was an exceptional NBA coach, got to a couple finals, even won one. So right. I, I think it's you know what I think it, it gets to you get to a point when you get to a certain age and the generations are further and further away from you that the understanding level and the patience kind of wavers a little bit. You know, you're not as patient as you used to be mm-hmm. and, and you don't put up with foolishness quite as quick. And maybe that 20 year old isn't as funny as he was 20 years ago to you. Right. So it could be a lot of things. I still think he's a great X's and O's coach, one of the best probably, next to Greg Popovich. Uh, But at the end of the day, yeah, maybe it's just a a age gap, a generational thing. Maybe Rick Carlisle should just go into the booth and get a couple million a year like Stan Van Gundy has done, and (laughs) have a good time because you know they they are great coaches. But once at a certain point. You it becomes harder and harder to relate to your students, your players. Now I don't have that issue because I'm selective now about who I coach, but I get it. Dallas, your Cowboys. Yeah. Oh, you didn't say that so well. <laughs> now they got an interesting game coming up with the Giants on Sunday at one o'clock. Right. And they're ten and a half point favorites against the Giants on the road. Yuck. And it's yeah. a forty four and a half point total. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do with this team? Well, she said, What am I gonna do with it? Yeah, because you're the you're you're basically the the biggest cowboy fan in the planet. Uh, do what I do every Sunday. Fall and pray. 
Uh, there you go. There you go. You've been you get closer to Jesus every Sunday. I know every this. Sunday, man. Washington mm. was a their game last week was another another step closer with the Lord. But um, what it, it's some things going on uh, with the team. I can't pinpoint them. I don't think it, it, it's going to be bad for this long. It's a, okay. Dak Prescott played perhaps one of his worst games on Sunday. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. He made some throws. Like, what are you doing? But on the flip side, his receivers are also running dumbass routes. It's like he throw it one way, they throw, they going somewhere else, and, they, and it looks like they haven't practiced all week. So Kellen Moore, the offense coordinator, back okay before that got hurt. This offense was humming. The Humming. last time he he was he, he was healthy was to remember the, the game against New England, the overtime game, the walk off the CD lamp. That's the last time we've seen MVP Dak Prescott. He's been mediocre ever since. Right. Okay. But a lot of that also has come into play. CD Lamb and Omari Cooper has been been in COVID. Michael Gallup just is now just coming back. And this is what this is what Kelly Moore got to tell uh, Dak as well. Yes, C.D. Lamb is a shiny toy, but you got a guy over there, Michael Gallup, who make just as many incredible catches. Some of those plays that Dak is is trying to make in those interceptions are getting forced to C.D. Lamb. So he got to chill out with that. Also, the running game has stopped working, has stuck. Zeke is hurt, his knee or whatever, um... Tony Pollard dealing with a with, with, with a plantar fasciitis of his toe. The, the running game is not there. The right. offensive line has been banged up. Tyron Smith is also um, uh, I don't know if he's playing on Sunday. But with all that said, they should beat the holy hell out of the New York Giants on Sunday. <laughs> I would because think that they, they have would. a guy by the name of Michael Parsons, my friend. This Woo. guy. Should not only be the defensive rookie of the year, but the defensive player of the year. He calls havoc. He wrecked shop. He destroyed Washington last week. Destroyed him. Single-handedly. Single-handedly destroyed him. And what's happening is the team is piggybacking off of his plays. Randy Gregory making plays. Demarcus Lawrence making plays. These guys ain't made plays in years. Okay. He's awesome. When have you seen the Dallas secondary just picking off passes like this? We, I remember one season, I was praying for an interception. We never got, it. <laughs> never got. It. We we could we could we couldn't buy. We drafted guys, signed guys, still couldn't get interceptions. Now they're picking them off left and right. Micah Parsons, man. As long as Micah Parsons on the field, he gives me butterflies in my stomach. I love this kid. That's why the Cowboys is going to win. All the offense got to do is go back and quit being. You don't have to. It's December, okay? It's December. You don't have to play pretty, finesse, fancy football. It's December. It's cold. Win the game. Win the, the game. football. Do some play action. You Okay? Win the game. This is a divisional game. You're going to New York. It ain't going to be pretty. It's going to be ugly. Every game between the Giants and Cowboys is ugly. It's not a pretty game at all. They're going to muck it up. They're going to fight. They're going to throw things at each other. 
They hate each other. I hate Giants fans. The Giants fans hate me. The feel of the mutual. Uh, and, but, and, and that's fine. I hate the Giants people too. <laughs> but what they going to have to do is this, man. They're going to have to find something. In the, I like what they did. That wrinkle, they threw C.D. Lamb in the backfield. Mm-hmm. If, look, if you got to put C.D. Lamb in the Debo Samuel um, mode like, like San Francisco and Kyle Shanahan is doing to get you a run game, so that going to be it. <laughs> so be it. So we're going to make a pick for this game? Yeah, we're going to make a pick. Go ahead. Damn right. We're going to put this at bet stamp. This okay. one we're going to put up on bet stamp. I'm going with you. I think Dallas is going to bury them. This is a fine oil <laughs> offensive machine that kind of ran out of oil. Yeah. And all they needed to do was get healthy and practice, which they probably haven't been able to do right. for three or four yeah, right, weeks. Right, right, right. I named all the injuries and all the issues that was going on. Michael so Parsons? Now- Woo. We talked about him Monday, and and I got to tell you, he stood out in my show notes, which are pretty big on Mondays. Mm -hmm. It was Michael Parsons in capital letters, and (laughs) I just loved watching that kid play. More importantly, you know what? His enthusiasm is contagious, as you just said. The defense is 10 times better than it should be because of Michael Parsons, and and I'm darn sure Dan Quinn is thrilled to have that kid on the sidelines next to him and on the field taking care of business. I don't think the Giants have much. Saquon Barkley is all they really have. Danny Dimes is about to become Danny Nickel and uh, end up probably somewhere else next year. Yeah, uh, I just think that they're just not that good. You know, neither team is very good in the red zone. <laughs> That's awful. You look at them in the red zone. And, but and there's no excuse for Dallas to be that bad in the red zone. There's no excuse. And, and you folks that like to play those prop bets, here I got one for you. Take the Cowboys to win the first quarter, whatever they're whatever they're favored by. Take, take them to win. Now New York score allows the fewest points per game, per first quarter scoring, but Dallas has the best, and they're number one in the league. They average seven. Point one five points per game, and you can bet that all the nastiness these players are hearing on the radio in the Metroplex, and they're getting killed on talk radio. They're not going to be very happy. Those are good players on that team. New York, New York has just a mess. I mean, I don't even know. Yeah, I just read something. They said play Jake Fromm. Yeah, you scored nine freaking points with Mike Glennon. Why not? Who cares if you don't know the offense? Play them. See what you got. I, I agree with that. Might as well. I, I mean, Glennon did okay for them, but, you know, the only thing that I, I tell you, the Giants, the one thing they do have in their favor mm-hmm. is they're 6-7-0 and against the spread, so at least they cover sometimes. Dallas covers most of the time. They're 10-3-0 mm-hmm. and 5-2-0 and on the road. So my thing would be, and seven two and zero as a favorite, and they are an overwhelming favorite. Yeah, let's bet stamp that one. Dallas minus ten and a half. Is there anything else that you're interested in for Sunday? Um, I haven't really. Let me, let me check out. This. I know it's really early to look. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you who I like this week. I, I'm sorry, games I like. Okay. The New England Indianapolis game is a pretty good one. I like that one. That we already, uh, Greg Wolf made a pick from the Wolf line, and he likes the Colts here. Mm-hmm. Not, and I'll let you know that'll be part of the premium package. 
Uh, Buffalo in Carolina, that looks like a good game for Buffalo. That's one of those games where Buffalo can thrash somebody, and yeah. that looks like the spot. Washington is a four-and-a-half-point road underdog against the Eagles. I don't like the Eagles. Uh, <laughs> Cincinnati plus one-and-a-half over Den- against Denver. That could be interesting. Joe Burrow, need they need a win. Cincinnati needs a big win, and they need a big win on the road to get them through to the end. And then we've got Green Bay and Baltimore and the Rams and Seattle. Those are the games I'm interested in. Right. I think they're going to be pretty good. I'll have that premium package up Saturday night for sure. But uh, I got to tell you, we, we covered some good stuff here. The COVID is rearing its ugly head, too. Yeah, man. Uh, the Browns-Raiders game is, is – the Browns got a lot of people out because of this COVID protocol thing, man. So They, they don't have a quarterback. In fact – they don't have don't, a quarterback, yeah. The Case Keenum is now tested positive, and, and they signed somebody off the practice squad or to the practice squad and elevated them, but I forgot who that is. Look, man, the, <laughs> the, the, Browns, uh, the Browns should be better than they their record. Right. But they've got a quarterback with a noodle arm. And, you know, he probably, and I'm going to be real blunt, about this i said this when he came out of college that this is who he was Mm -hmm. he had a good second season but that's it you know he's a noodle arm and 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 the worst part is is from what i've heard and i've got good connections there Mm -hmm. is that players are starting to get a little upset that Mm -hmm. he spends a lot of time with those progressive commercials Mm -hmm. and you know whatever you know god bless him for getting those commercials He's always going to have a job in the NFL because he, he is a decent starter, mm-hmm. but he ain't the starting quarterback on a championship team. Right. So Cleveland fans, COVID probably saved your expectations from going too far above what they should be because that team ain't winning shit the rest of the season. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it's it. the truth, though. They it ain't winning true. shit. I mean, I, I, I'll tell you what, our customers, well, you see every week, you see the picks. But we've done really well playing Cleveland as an underdog. Right. How do you play Cleveland this week? Great question. I've been thinking about that all day. Like, what, 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 cause it's a Saturday slate. It's a Saturday game because you got that, you got that game first. Then you got New England in, in the Colts. So if you want to do a sell two game parlay or, Two two straight bets on that game. How do you just this 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 Raider Browns game? How do you, you like? You almost you have to think under? that the Raiders are going to win because they they almost have to. They got to you know, win. They have know, to win. They've gotten blown out by Kansas City twice in the last five game in their last five games, but they haven't played that badly against the other teams. Right. Cleveland's not going to explode on anything. That half their offensive line is missing. Now, if if I'm Stefanski, who's also missing from this game, all I'm going to do is I'm going to sit Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I don't want anything to happen to those guys running behind a Fugazi broken up offensive line. That's the best offensive line in football, and half of them are gone. Right. I wouldn't touch this game with a 10-foot pole. I'd be interested to see what the the spread is around, say, 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Because we don't know for sure. 
Some of those tests are false po- are, are false positives. Mm-hmm. Well, look what happened to Tyler Higby last week. He right. tests positive for COVID, doesn't end up having it, and still missed the game. True. Who knows what the deal is with this nonsense? But one thing we do know is that the Raiders appear to be healthy. I would think the way they got shellacked last week, that they if they have any heart in that locker room at all, they're going to go into Cleveland and beat the daylights out of that team. <laughs> it's death for the taking. They're it for the taking. They're for the taking, Jay. I got to tell you, great stuff today, man. Great, great stuff, fun man. Look, talking man, Hawks I, hoops with you. We've been doing yeah, this man. together I, for I, 11 I years. You, yeah, I, I've missed you. I've missed you. This has been fun. We missed a week last week because I had something I had to do at the last minute, which was more important at the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, we don't miss too many. And, and Jamie is one of the best. You can find him over on Twitter at Mr. Out of Line. I'm telling you, one of the best guests we've ever had. The most the most appearances now belongs to Jamian. Wow. Mark Berman had a whole bunch, if you remember. Mm-hmm. And, and now he's not doing anything for that. So you are the champ. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank, the, thank you to all the listeners out there, man. Thank yeah, we're feeling it now. Let's we're get this thing going. Yeah, I, I'm waiting on Georgia to get legalized and betting, so we really can do some stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, New York <laughs> is going to be legal in another three weeks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, let's see how long it takes me to get banned from the books. <laughs> All right, man. Good stuff, partner. All right, man. Appreciate it, man. All right. That's going to wrap it up for today's show. We want to thank Play Up Sportsbook for presenting the show. Don't forget all our picks from the Phil Nation show are tracked at betstamp.app. Don't forget Cash with Flash Best Bets. We'll have premium picks. We've got premium college picks for Saturday and or Friday and Saturday games. And we'll absolutely have picks for Sunday. Until next time, take care of yourselves. Be good. And most importantly, Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page.